Minotaur sorcerer Yakone destroyed the entire city. It was actually the site of his defeat in what was called the Ravages. Welcome back to Meredith D. I'm Bryce the DM. I'm Preeti. I am the playee. Player? Yes, you are. I believe we left you with a few facts about the destruction of Toledo. Now, there's a few things I didn't quite mention when I was talking about it to you. And I'd like to, on, on your nat 20, add a little bit. We talked a bit about this off mic, but I'd like to add it here, that in addition to the very high-leveled, powerful, ridiculously destructive spells that this Minotaur Sorcerer Yakone was able to throw off and you know rip apart lands and whatnot, in addition, just like seeing him, being around him, could drive people mad. It sent whole cities into just like ferocious bloodlust of destruction where they turned on each other and just killed, you know, themselves. So that's also a thing that happened. And I believe you had an insight poll you wanted to make. Although you can just tell me your theory now. Um, my theory is that this Nyalcock was someone who lived in Toledo at the time and hence doesn't care about elven freedom but he's collecting funds and items to go back to this place and potentially resurrect this man you may give me an insight almost not 20 but this is just a regular 20 okay there's some sense to that however pretty much every report at least that you've heard because this is all historical this was before your time either they were hit by it in which case it was like they were immediately overtaken by this madness, or they were not. A, a small percentage of people just had some resistance to it. Not that it always mattered when, you know, the entire town around them went crazy. But that would be a strange development that if he were affected in such a way that he hid it for so long and that he managed it, uh, on an at 20, it's that's a connection you see and it's a valid one. However, it would be unprecedented. Okay, will you let me keep the same insight role, even though it's for something else? But how, how old do I think Nyaukov is? Yeah, I'll let you keep that insight. He is of an age that he'd probably remember this. You don't have... Like, a... he was he a child when... You wouldn't think so. Elves are not particularly long-lived or immortal here. They might go to 150-odd, so which is somewhat long-lived, but not immortal or anything. I think harpies go up to like 60. Yeah, if they're lucky. You know, drug habits and all. Um, 
if he's on the older end and they there's sort of like this long period from like 50 to 100 where it's kind of hard to place an elf on that so it could be that he was young it could be that he was already a full-grown adult and into this middle age by the time it happened it's a little hard to place at this point i think i'm physically in um dahlia's office you can be if you want yeah well she's the one who needs to sign the thingy right Technically, we left you rolling a history check to yourself somewhere around the dungeon, so you can be where you want after that. Well, I, I'm i going up to her office because she's probably wondering what I'm doing with a blank pardon letter. I believe she gave you pretty wide latitude to play with it, but sure, you can bring it back up to her. I bring it back up to her and I'm like, I, how old is she? You put her in her... 60s. Early to mid fifties ish, like not quite, maybe not retirement for a secretary, but getting close to retirement for a international acrobatic super spy. <laughs> I ask her, um, do you know if we have any files on Toledo and what happened? She goes from sort of a, you know, supportive to a very concerned look quickly. She's like, what do you need to know about Toledo? I think that's where Nyaukok is, and there, whatever happened there is something related to what he's up to. Are you positive of that? Because I need you to be very sure that this is your best lead before we send you there. The girl said she'd do it. Like I told her, she had like you know she could get her life back if she told me the truth, and this is what she told me that she thinks. You know. She mentioned that he had an interest in history. And specifically in Toledo. He had an interest in history and specifically in Toledo. <laughs> <Okay>. Hey! <laughs> um, <laughs> then she sits down and has you sit down. I'll pull up anything that we can find on it. Is there anything specific you want to know beyond the obvious? We have a file of various things that we've put together in case missions come up in that area. I'll get that together for you, but if there's anything else specific you need to know, you should tell me. Well, other than the incident from 60 years ago? 30-ish. Oh, so wait, you were alive during the time then? I recall it, yes. From your... Did, I guess you were always... You Were you there? No, no okay. I wasn't. I've, I wasn't here at the time. I wasn't involved. Hmm. Any of the team involved? Most of this group is pretty young. Yuri wasn't with us, even though he would have been old enough. I wasn't really here. Presumably Ricardo would know a few things. I think Gloria was in the military at the time, but was recruited sometime afterwards. Hmm. Well, um, it'd be great to know about the who defeated the guy, the Minotaur sorcerer, and how they defeated him, maybe. I don't know what I'm... I don't know what I'm expecting to find there. Um, I'll be honest. Though I do have a moral conundrum. Oh? I don't want to give her a pardon. She was a bad person and she helped. She knew that he was tricking elves who thought they were fighting for their freedom. That was something she knew and she still went ahead with it because she wanted. And also, I don't know if it's like widespread among maybe others. But she seemed to think there was like that he'd take them to a land where they could be rulers. 
Well, do you, in your opinion, is she dangerous still? Well, she doesn't have any money. And if she go, if we send her back to the Elflands, she'll lay low for a bit. But then I don't see why she wouldn't start making mischief again for money. Because that's that's the only motivating factor for her. She has no other reason to be here other than, hey, it was a paycheck. And I mean, there there is some charisma behind the guy that, you know, that she's obviously enamored by and hoping for like you know riches or whatever beyond beyond her wildest dream because she thinks they're like you know that the end game somehow involved them you know becoming kings and queens of their own lands or something like that so there's some sort of either there's something she isn't telling me or she's she believes that he's doing something for their good and that he cares about them to to take them along i'd rather release a mercenary than a zealot when if it came down to it. However, this is in your discretion. If, if she continues to need to be locked up, then that's what we'll do with her. We had no intention of releasing her anytime soon. I'll tell you that much. However, if you thought the pardon would be a useful tool, then we can utilize it. I told her we'd be releasing her, or I told her I'd get this signed so that she could leave. But she's a bad person she's she should be taken to the city watch and go through due process both of them need to have you never heard of a plea bargain these things happen all the time against lower level criminals trying to implicate their larger bosses should i feel bad that my intention is to either throw it out or give it to the other guy has he given you anything worthwhile to deserve this he's just a kid who thought he was doing right by his homeland Again, I would rather let loose the mercenary who you can pay to stay away or who will find other work doing something better than a zealot who most certainly will come back to bite us in the ass. But maybe he won't. Maybe he'll just go home and... I don't know. I fail to see your logic here. The one who was in it for idealistic reasons is less likely to fight again for those reasons than the one who was paid. I just feel bad for the guy. He believed he was doing something right by his people, and then Yaukok just took him for a goddamn ride. And that's why we need a plea bargain, to get information out of these people to get to the real culprit. These are small fish. Alright, I don't want to let her loose. I think she's just as much as just as likely to follow another job and do something stupid. She was hard enough to get the first time. Then she takes the pardon from you and rips it up. They'll go through the normal courts, regardless of whatever was said down there. It's off the record. Yeah. I will send word to Chickpeat. We have some things to do if you're heading to Toledo. I recommend you pick somebody to go with you. This is not an appropriate solo mission for anybody. Ah. Uh. You can have whatever, whoever you want. Who do you suggest? Do you suggest anyone specifically? I would not suggest anyone specifically. As a supervisor, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to tell you who to pick. One, because I think this is a thing you should decide. And two, I would not want to be responsible for sending anybody there outside of their will. You'll find out in the briefing. I'll, I'll read the briefing and then hopefully. Okay, so you get a night to think on it. I want to read the briefing to see what that place is like before. Yeah, they have the basic file on it. 
the basic briefing confirms a lot of what you know, that it was a thriving city, maybe like third or fourth most populous in the empire. It's only a few days away from the city of Lua. It was the seat of the Rodriguez High House. And we'll say canonically, 24 years ago, it was absolutely destroyed. Many survivors. Minimal. It was almost a total loss. The city itself used to be a pretty large harbor. So it was a large town on the uh, on the sky, not the bay, but it had a safe harbor area to come in. It was a pretty major shipping port, especially for uh, dwarven goods coming in and out. But um, the, the fight basically tore it apart. Whole sections of the city were broken off and fell down into the depths. Parts of it now are just floating broken islands. The entire area around it remains largely unsafe. There is sort of a black market of people who continue to very slowly loot the city for whatever it's worth, going deeper and deeper into these broken floating islands that are just cracked and riddled with now with caves from the destruction of the earthquakes of this battle finding whatever was left over in the city and things like that so there are still some people going in and out even though it's not recommended and that's so you need a a pass to get into the exclusion zone there's obviously people who sneak in and out i mean legally you have to but they don't have a wall around it they don't have border guards really there might be some warning signs there's probably probably along some of the main roads there might be patrols, but it's not a hard place to sneak into. Any other sorts of questions you might want to ask about that? Okay. You can send them along to the eggheads before in the morning. <laughs> eggheads. Um, like, is it like Chernobyl bad? Like, you know, in Stalker. When so they have the factions. Mm-hmm. So obviously this place has its factions of people. Do they there get are, into fights? Is it like you know a looting contest? Like they don't like other looters or? There are not that many people in in the exclusion zone. Uh, the estimates in your briefing will confirm that they probably count in the dozens at most. One because prolonged time in there tends to weigh on people to the point where eventually they still fall prey to whatever madness Yakone inflicted on people. So that is still a worry. Yeah, so this is one of the things that they will bring back to you, you know, in the morning as additional information because it wasn't in there. This wasn't the only cities destroyed during the ravages chunks uh, like large chunks of Katha were parts of the uh, Blackshire up in Enroth, Dwarvenlands, just annihilated completely. New Sorpagal in Catlands, also annihilated. So there's there's a whole list of cities that were destroyed partly or totally. Most of them don't have this continuing effect quite so strongly as Toledo. And they they assume that's because he was defeated here. And presumably killed in his power, you know, spread out or something. It's it's all theories. They don't have too many solid evidence for this. But this place is worse. And it can still drive people mad just as seeing him 24 years ago would. 
Is there anything that they have in terms of something that would help give resistance to? Yes, that will be in your package. Okay, so what's in the package that's... You were sent to Chickpeat first, who's like, gives you a worried look that you haven't seen him give too often. He's like, Toledo, huh? Is it that bad? We've got ways around it now, but it's... Let's just say there's a reason I don't work, the field jobs. So don't ask me to come. I, I know that, uh, you know, I- I'm sure my looks will get you far in there, but don't ask me to come. And he hands you a envelope of things, and it's more of like a box. And you pop it open and look inside. There is some sort of mechanical device that doesn't seem to be doing anything right now, and a small vial with a couple pills in it. Two pills. This one points to the machine. It'll make some sort of noise if you're in dangerous area, so... If it gets too loud, and he kind of points these pills, like, even that might not save you. So avoid anything that gets too loud. I mean, these will help. But, you know, and as soon as you start hearing it, especially, you know, maybe more than a few clicks per minute, you should probably down one of these. And then he gives you the pill, pulls the pills out of the box and shows them to you. Like, this is a, it's it's just a spell, essentially, in a consumable capsule. It's actually from the Death Watch. What spell is it? Mind blank. Do you have Arcana? No. Do you know what that is in real life? Ish. Ish. Um, is, the, is that the cantrip? Or? You may roll me an Arcana. Nine. <laughs> Nine. You're not sure. It's, like, it's high level. This is... Like, these two. Slobali shakes it. Clings a little bit. Like Worth more than you're making... Sorry, you're not really paid. You just kind of get, a, you know, whatever you want. They're worth more than I make this year, and what I'll make in the next five years. Gives them to you. Pop one of those when this starts making more than one click a minute. So It'll I just have safe. one. It'll last you twenty-four hours. So one for me and one for the person coming with me. Unless you want two days to yourself. What do you know about the area? Have you seen anyone who's recently been there and back? And what kind of madness? Is there anything I can... I don't know, a helm or something of protection that could buy me more time? Not as any of us have found. And trust us, we've got the best eggheads around. Can I get a weapon upgrade? Might be able to hook you up with something. And he... He disappears for a moment. You hear like a sort of... He ducks under his desk. There's like a clacking. And it's quiet for a little bit. I look over his desk. Where <laughs> did he go? Is it a trap door? There must be a trap door of some sort, yeah. But it's not visible right there. What's your perception? 19. I mean... Pa- like, passive perception is 19. Yeah, you kind of see the edges of it, but only barely. Roll me a d8. Three. Okay. He brings you up a rapier. It has this weird sort of sheen to it, almost like it's um, like one of those sort of holographic pictures that's kind of metallic and kind of changes colors as you change the angle on it. And he gives it to you. It's like, this thing's actually was from the loot in Toledo. Huh. It was available. I thought it would be worth 
our department picking up, so you can have it now. It's strange. It has, like a lot of the things that come out of the exclusion zone, it's been filled with sort of strange magics. It passes it to you if you attune to this. It has one charge. When you are the target of an attack, whether it's a hit or a miss, you can spend the charge to, as a reaction, make an opportunity attack against the attacker. It recharges during any rest, short or long, as long as you made a good pun about swords during the fight. I need a post-it. Can you get me a post-it note, my love? <laughs> it is also a plus one right here. Okay. Um, I asked Chickpeat, I'm like, I guess people probably wouldn't want to go to a place like this, huh? He looks around kind of at the rest of the office and like, these people? Ah, they'll be in. I, that's not to say don't ask them lightly. You know, I don't think you end up down here without having at least a little bit of a suicidal streak. Uh, I ask him, right. this isn't crazy, right? Like, this is like regular mission-y, wishing Yeah. 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 Trust me. But you'll go into weirder places. You'll go into more dangerous places. Will they always be dangerous because of ambient effects from Throne 25 year old battle? Not always. But this is only your first year on the job. This won't be half as crazy as you get to later. Is this my first, like, is it, it it's happening during my first year. This is probably your first, like, three months. Okay, yeah. Just getting crazier and crazier. My initial, okay, yeah, I nod, and I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Pete. No worries. Have you given thought to who you want to bring? Well, I was thinking about bringing Dahlia, except, like, this is just going to be playing into your, oh, this, I'm, like, a month from retirement (laughs) trope, (laughs) and and you're just going to stab her to death. I'm not making her go. If you want to make her go, you're the one feeding that trope. Okay, so who do we have? Your options, and I'll kind of give you this at a meta level, so you have some kind of more thought in it. Lawrence, you know, is a monk monk of some sort, and I will let you know he is a shadow monk. He would have... Actually, give me one quick, uh, give me an int check of some sort. I have nature is plus, I have... Sure, I'll let you add nature. That's reasonable. So, given that the city is now part floating, kind of adrift, like broken and just fragmented, there's a fair chance that what you're doing is going to involve some flying, which is super easy for you, but like getting around these floating islands, moving through the cave networks that have kind of formed in them from like the breaking and the earthquakes that occurred is going to require quite a bit of mobility, which you've got, but nobody else has wings. So that's limiting. Lawrence's sort of like shadow movement is Is probably, yeah, and it's given nothing else, like supposing all other things are equal, that mobility is very useful to you. You can pick Beliza. Uh, You can pick Beliza. She is, well, as a bard, you can add things to saving throws through her inspiration. 
Also, while she's based on a Valor Bard, I've kind of given her the ability to add inspiration to herself, uh, kind of at will, because I just feel like breaking it and giving her a little bit more usability with it. So, yes, not the most useful and capable, however, a pretty decent, you know, buff character for yourself and her. Dahlia, you honestly haven't really seen an action. I mean, she climbed that wall with me that one time. Yeah, in the very limited cases you've seen her, she climbed ropes very capably. You know that she snuck ahead of you in that mission and did you know some sneaky things before you noticed. So you have an idea of what she's capable of, but you haven't really seen her in action. But she is the most experienced in the group. And obviously you can pick Belore, who is fighty. Yeah, it's going to be Lawrence. I was thinking Dahlia, but um, not only am I afraid I will kill her, I'm also afraid, like, you know, she's not going to, like, she has action, bonus action, but so does Lawrence at that point. Lawrence is... More limited. As a monk, he only has key number of times to do it. The Shadow Step? Oh, Shadow Step, I'm pretty sure is free. Yeah, but he's also a short list machine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to ask Lawrence to do it. Okay. Well, do you want uh, to walk up to him? Yeah, uh, is he in his office or is he... Yeah, you find him around his office. I knock in and I'm like, you you know you can say no even before I ask. Oh, no. You can ask me. Do you want to go to Toledo with me? Sounds like fun. You sure? Um, it sounds crazy. Well, crazy is my middle name. <laughs> you are a halfling. <laughs> <laughs> And what you roll, re-roll on that ones, which is, you know, up the, like, really, really good. <laughs> so when we're leaving? I'll tell, I'll let Dahlia know, and as soon as, I guess, we get her blessings and Ricardo's. We'll fill out all the forms, cross the T's, dot the I's, all that, and you can fill me in on the road. Yeah. The whole office is a little bit, uh, a titter, this information you might be headed there, but I'm a little in the dark as to all the specifics, so we'll work on that. Sounds good. Um, all right, then, yeah, Dahlia will sign off on everything, and just kind of, like, once everything's ready, just kind of a little haltingly, you know, kind of as if she's not very great at the whole, you know, human interaction and comfort thing, just... Put a hand on your shoulder and be like, good luck. Stay safe out there. All right. I ha- if I die, you should totally ask Renato out. <laughs> She's gonna... Speaking of which, uh, remind me something when you come back. Uh-oh. About you dying. Uh-oh. <laughs> Double uh-oh. And... Chickpeat has picked up uh, some horses for you and kind of... What is What do the passes look like? Is it like, you know, fancy looking passes or is it like a, 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 a stupid tag? No, it, it's, uh, it's like a tiny passport. And it's just, you know, like two pages, explains a few things. It says that you are... What's a decent cover? Researchers. Yeah, it says you're Imperial Researchers. 
that you've been vetted and tested against the zone in the past. So you should you have been granted clearance to enter. You have some backpacks full of food and notebooks and things. And two horses. Well, when do we leave? Now? Yeah, when you're ready. Alright, I put on my new boots. Don't go anywhere without them. <laughs> I'm a bit nervous, so I, like, you know, um, Enrica's jumping from one leg to the other and hopping about a bit. and Her wings are twitchy. But then she's like, yeah, yeah, come on, we can do this. And then um, yeah, she... She pops herself up before um, Lawrence. And as soon as Lawrence walks into the picture, like, you know, she's just all like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, <laughs> she's all like not as jittery as she was before. Okay. I don't expect you, uh, city girl, able to fly herself around. Don't expect you ride horses too much. No, um, not really. That's fine. I'll take care of them. Then you just fill me in. You don't have to give me the whole thing, but I am... Like, what are the highlights you want to make sure to cover? The girl who told me about his fascination with Toledo um, also said that he acted crazy sometimes. Like, not not in an uncontrolled manner, but suddenly speaking in tongues and, you know, just his writing would be a mess of arcane and... So yeah, I, it makes me th- makes me think he. That's why I think he's there. The madness sort of makes sense. Someone who survived the madness who tried to go back there. Yeah, he's but ca- ain't nobody survived the madness. It killed him. Maybe or that it drove him so mad they're near ass. Well, maybe he's found a way to control it. He's been collecting things. He's been collecting artifacts and magic items and money. Maybe to give him 24 hours, just like we got. And I shake the little pill bottle. Strange. Very strange. Well, either he is some sort of hidden fanatic that has somehow kept his madness at bay, or he just thought, the destruction of the world was a pretty swell thing and wants to bring him back. Well, I don't know. I have a feeling if he ha- if he was from there, he's got family who went mad and died there. He could be, he could just have all the money for a resurrection or something like that. Who knows what he got from the halflings to, in return for giving them what they wanted, right? He kind of nods the hand at this like, I was old enough to remember these things. I mean, barely. I was only like 10 at the time. Still growing up back a uh, little ways north of Katha. We, we fortunately got missed, but I heard a lot about it. What'd you hear? Every day a new city destroyed. It was probably best. Uh, a lot of these, the old timers will have history with what's going on here, and even some of the younger ones. I'm not going to betray their secret, but I do know somebody in Section 7 was there. Who? I just told you, I ain't going to betray nobody's secret. Well, so Belize is too young. 
She's not. She she she's uh, like you know my age. She hasn't been there. No, she's a little older than you. Like not that old. Not thirties. Not twenty five. So it, I don't think it's Beliza. Okay. Um, Belore, he was in the army at the time, and this was before we recruited him. Would the army have gone through? I'm not saying they were there in official capacity. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, with... So, Ricardo may... Not really. They'd, he'd probably be here if he was a... And so who else? Talia said she wasn't. Pete? With... Was it Yuri? And I didn't ask him about it. <laughs> I've said enough. Said enough. I'll, I'll grant people their secrets. Wait, are we already on the road by now? Oh yeah, this is all happening on the road. You couldn't at least tell us, like you know, make it out, uh, make you know, a statement about it while we were there, and people were saying goodbye to us. That that, and so that they could come forth and give us information. Don't think they'd have anything useful for what it's like right now, regardless. Yeah, but there's something we're missing, right? There's a puzzle piece. There's something in the middle with what he wants, what he spent years collecting money for. Because this guy doesn't believe in the revolution. He doesn't believe in elven lands, the homelands. He 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 doesn't mind raking those people over the coal to get what he wants. And I assure you, that whoever's got this secret about having been in Toledo when it happened, they ain't gonna know either. This yeah. is this is a Nyaokax thing, and this is something you and I are gonna find out. Yep. So the plan, I really want to talk to people who've been looting there. Is that weird? Of course. Find out conditions on the ground. Right. Pretty sure that's lesson one. All right. Yeah. No, I just, I just second, I just <laughs> doubt myself often. And like the reassurance. Don't we all? Yeah. Alright, then... Maybe we'll have a little stop or something before we get there. It takes a few days ride. So there's two days that there's not really anything out there. You've just kind of got a camp and you've got the backpack, the sleeping rolls and some tents in the backpacks that Chickbeat got for you. There's one night where you're passing a small village and you can elect to stay in the inn if you really like? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's called the Glass Harp. It's basically just a way station. There's not really a town here, although there are a few farmhouses in the not-so-far distance. So it's basically just a way stop. It, there's a few other traveling merchants. The road to Toledo starts to break off from here. Uh, so you can. it used to be sort of like this intersection of three roads. Uh, the one to Valu that you just came down, one going deeper into territory and one headed up back to the coast towards Toledo. So it looks like it has once seen better days when there was more traffic. It is less so now, but there's still some merchants that are stopping by. The uh, proprietor is a dwarven fella who introduces himself as Leo. So what can I get for you? Uh, we'll just have a dinner please, and maybe an, uh, a night uh, room for the night. Got a cart you need to take care of? Nope. We, uh, we're getting the cart on the way back. We're just... Sure, sure. Fair enough. Comes out with dinner. Is Do you think you've been out of Lua proper very often? Probably not too much. Yeah, like, you know what Valuan food is, and you kind of know that, like, curry pies are not Valuan Valuan. But, you know, in the in the city, there's 
always a mix of things going on, you know, hybrids and fusion foods. And it's kind of hard to tell until you come out to the rural places and you're like, oh, right. Rural food. And it's, <laughs> they do a lot of like rice with like sort of simple fried vegetables and pickles. And they do various sorts of pickles, but it's more of, um, it's, yeah, you get like kimchi and things with like a small side of meats. Okay. And that's like, oh, right. This is, this is what rural Voluans eat. Um, uh, I want to listen in on what the merchants are talking about, whether they've seen something along the road at the crossway. Sure. You give me some perception. I like that roll. It's a 17. That's a reasonable roll. It's an eight on the dice. <laughs> Most of them are just kind of talking road, weather, routes, you know, business. You do pick up that. There's sort of like two groups here, though. It's mostly merchants, but there's a few. There's some sort of business deal going on in one of the corners with one of these merchants and a tougher looking fella. And he's trying to convince the merchant that like, this close to Toledo, you need a bodyguard. Sometimes the animals go crazy. And it's just, you don't want this being toppled by somebody. You know, the merchants is, you know, they're they're kind of borrowing the merchants saying, you know, is not believing him, even though he probably does, but just to bring the price down. So there's a couple of these guys that are, uh, that were hanging around. Um, I, I listen in on one of them and I'm like, well, this is my first time down the road, so what else is there? Like, you know, what what have you seen in, during, you know, one of your escort missions or whatever? So I'm just trying to chat them up and, like, you know, maybe say, come on, let's have a drink. Like, tell me what's out there. Okay. Are you approaching this as, like, you might hire them or are you just trying to buddy up the sort of, you know, having come from a similar background of, you know, guarding and... I'm trying to buddy up. Okay. Then I will let you roll perform instead of, like, persuade or intimidate. 16. Okay. Then you might buy a few drinks and you just kind of get to chatting with them. And they'll admit, you know, quietly to you that almost nothing ever happens. However, it is true that sometimes animals will wander in become afflicted, and then come rampaging out. And, you know, it's not like there are wild elephants bears. and tigers and bears that live out here. But through most of Lua, it's pretty safe. There are It is infrequent, especially this close to the city, that there are any bandits on the roads. So a lot of merchants don't bother. And, you know, they get attacked by a rampaging deer that topples their cart, then that's a lot of damage done, and it's a lot of time and effort and pain and honestly still pretty dangerous to them because once possessed by this bloodlust anything can become kind of dangerous so you know they'll admit it happens rarely but enough that you know enough that there's a business yeah enough that there's a business i um if you let me i'll use the 16 to be like oh man that sounds terrifying i'll probably before we hit the road tomorrow we'll probably look at like you know getting a getting a bodyguard for ourselves as well won't we honey sort of thing at at lawrence and um and i say okay yeah have a good night guys and like sort of like you know trying to mosey up and say oh no we definitely need someone 
um, sort of thing. Like, you know, oh, yeah, we need a bodyguard. That sounds scary. So that he gets a chance at being hired at a higher price. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see your helpful? point. I don't know. Give me give me another perform. We'll see if it works for him. Eleven. There is no conclusive evidence by the time you go up to bed. Yeah, no, I, that's like one of the last few things I say before, you know, paying for ourselves and paying for some drinks and going to bed. Okay. Then you wake up to... Do I have any bad dreams that night? I don't know. Are you prone to bad dreams? No. Nah, then I don't suspect so. I feel the concept kind of badly. <laughs> you, It's maybe a restless night. I don't know if you have nightmares, but you failed in con save, then maybe you're kind of getting nervous. But anyway, you wake up to the smell of fresh bread and butter and jam. Ooh, that sounds nice. I want that right now in real life. (laughs) Uh, So you take some rolls and go, and a few minutes down the road, you take the uh, road to Toledo, which is marked off. You know, there's... Do not enter. Yeah, there's a barrier. Like, it's it's not much of a barrier. Uh, you can easily get around it. But, you know, the road is blocked off. If you had a cart, it would be much more difficult than just you know, horses. And there's signs reading in in common, in high Valuan, in a couple other languages in small that the, now entering the exclusion zone around Toledo. Do not enter. Turn back now. You have been warned. And you continue past this. I'm I'm on high alert. I yeah. uh, like you know um Enrica just like does double pants, looks <laughs> around. Uh, any any twig movement, she's like, "Did you hear that? Did you hear that?" <laughs> yeah, um Lawrence tries to, you know, lighten the mood a little bit like, you know, they uh whoever wrote that sign. They don't speak Halfland very well. They they uh they really botched the spelling in them. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, you speak Catholic, though, don't you? So you might have noticed that, I, too. I do, actually. <laughs> I speak Elvish. Uh, Elvish? Yeah, I think you've been getting, like, touch-up lessons from Lawrence as part of your training. So he knows this, too. But he's just trying to lighten the mood Any thieves can't around? Yeah. There's some, like, sort of graffitis on the barrier. Um, some just look like people tagged it. But you look a little bit at it, and... There are directions to a uh, a camp that they say is safe, you know, even though it's very close to the exclusion zone, and it's kind of marked as a black market. There is apparently a black market safe zone camp around that direction? There would be. I've heard of these things. Do you want to go check it out? Seems like a good idea. I mean... I don't suspect we'll run into anybody accidentally down this road. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, wouldn't it be hilarious? We don't even have to go in and Yaukok is having like a curry pie out there. And we just get to go in, finish the job, come back out, haven't even like stepped into Toledo. That'd be amazing. <laughs> He's like, I, I will have to tell you someday about one of the missions I went to Nanfield on. And he tells you the story of, as you're getting in there, again, to lighten the mood of, it was, yeah, it was basically, you know, hunt down the spy amongst this small village because he had, the spy had run out there and escaped and, you know, was hiding amongst the populace. So he knew somebody in this town was, and basically the story 
is that he spent weeks there before realizing that yeah the, the town that he had gone to was actually like i don't know something stupid spanfield and he and he just had spent like almost a month in nanfield like carefully but not obviously interrogating pretty much every member of this like 20 person <laughs> village did you find the guy in the end oh no uh, not me fortunately uh, fortunately i wasn't the only one on the case and somebody figured it out and they didn't tell me until it was already dealt with that's annoying you if, if that ever happens please let me know there's uh, there's some real jokers in the service sometimes. Is it anyone I know? I don't think so, Now, nah. Give me an insight. 15 plus 6. He was in specific. You're not sure if he was talking about the halfling service mace or section 7. Huh. <laughs> um, then around nightfall, you start approaching... Uh, Toledo and this camp and as you're getting close you start to hear for the first time like this little machine in the back in your backpack uh, I'd like you know I, I pull out the horse and I I freeze a little bit I'm like, do you see anything he kind of pulls out his machine and it stopped making too much noise according to the uh, briefings I got there there are pockets where it's worse. Out here we shouldn't be experiencing much, but we should keep an eye out. But do you feel like you're going mad? Not yet. Alright, sounds good. T- you'll tell me, right? Like, you know, if you, if you were losing it a little bit. We will keep in touch with each other and check in as much as we can. Alright. Uh, you know, I know I'm supposed to say if I go off the deep end... You know, you can stab me and, like, you know, do what's best for you and the mission. But don't stab me. <laughs> he laughs at this and, like, I don't, don't worry about it. I was given that right ahead of time. You're right. I'll reserve it as long as I can. All right. Do you want, um, at this point, I'm hoping that we both have our own, like, you know, pill box with one pill in it. If we can get to this safe maybe we can take a rest there and pop them in the morning that sounds like a good idea Uh, but just in case i want you to have your pill i don't want to be carrying it so that you don't have to go through my pockets or something sure uh as you're digging through that and reposition give me perception 20 13 plus 9 is what 22 22 Uh, it's kind of duskish you can see that some of the wildlife has come out and there's like a small herd of elk that kind of pop out and are grazing. And as you kind of like walk away from this spot, they kind of walk in and start grazing at the grass through the place that you just passed a little bit ago. With the click clicks. And um, you're kind of like keeping an eye on them because apparently you're pretty paranoid. And for reasonable reason, you can see one just start to snort and stomp and a couple kind of like start to rear up and they just kind of start frothing at the mouth and charge you us yes give me some initiatives and I'm like elk 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 how is your initiative 17 then you were up first followed by the elk and then lawrence uh, and there are three of them charging 
and they are fast. They're foaming and kind of charging erratically, tossing their heads and snorting. I have a crossbow. Shoot at it. Okay. 16 plus 6. That'll hit. Just a d6 though, huh? D8. Yeah. Plus 4, right? 11. You take one down. Nice. Just kind of hit it straight in the chest and it collapses. And the other two continue charging. We'll have an attack for both you and for uh, and Lawrence. 16 just misses Lawrence, who dodges out of the way. And you've got a 22 to hit you. And this thing plows into you. Ouch. I, get, I think just at head level, the horns ram into you. You take 16 damage, which you can half with your reaction. However, give me a strength saving throw. And you know what? Give it to me at disadvantage. I'm already not strong. Why am I giving it to you at disadvantage? Because you are mounted and you have no animal handling, so you don't really have training in staying mounted. Seven. You are knocked off and prone. The other one misses Lawrence, though who is going to make some attacks and fight this thing. Both going to be hits. So he does 12 damage on two separate attacks and takes down his. You are up and prone as this thing is just kind of rearing above you, ready to come kind of crashing down with its hooves. Um, yeah, I'm just, I have a rapier. Okay. So I'm going to hit it with my rapier. From the ground, you... Get up on one knee and go stabbing. Yeah. All right, let's see it. 16. That'll do it. This thing is not terribly high AC. So that's a D8. That's an 8 on the dice for a 12. You take down this one as well. Nice. Did you see that? He dusts himself off, although he seems to be fine. Like, this thing just went wild. Let's go quietly. And try to avoid any more of these pockets on our way there. Alright. How can I make the horse go more quietly? Can I roll stealth for it? If you dismount, you can kind of lead it more carefully, yeah. I'll do that. Alright, then you can give me a stealth. Ooh, that's pretty good. He gets decent on both animal handling and stealth, so you guys dismount and lead them through a area... Like, you pick paths where they won't make too much stompy sound or crunching through, you know, brush and stuff. How's your stealth? 28. Then on a 28, you are basically able to approach this small encampment. You can see it from a little ways off. They're not, like, super secretive. You can see and smell campfires. There's a few semi-derelict buildings that they seem to still be using and you can get up pretty close to this place. Do, do we surprise the guards there? If you want. you On that sneakiness, you can get up real close if you wanted to. Maybe I don't do it on purpose. Like, I don't be like, oh, I want to sneak up on this guard. But I'm, like, you know, uh, Enrica's focused on being as quiet as possible. So she just doesn't even notice that she should probably get out of quiet mode at some point. <laughs> so she's just, like, sneaky, sneaky. And then suddenly this guy turns around and, like, you know... Two horses and two people. Yeah, that's basically how it happens. Since you got pretty close, you can give me a perception if you like. With advantage? 
Why? No, it's just going to be perception. Yeah, so um, 18, plus seven, 18 plus 9 is 27. Okay. You get a pretty... By the time the guard notices you, basically because you bump into them and say hello, you see that they're... In one building, they seem to be keeping a handful of horses. The other building is just sort of a barracks, although most of them are out at this campfire currently. There's some boxes and chests presumably full of things that have been taken from Toledo at some point or another. And you guess, not guess, on a 27, you count 13, 14 of them. Which is a lot more than we were The uh, A little bit, yeah. Maybe not that much. That's about in line with what you had heard. The, there is one person singing, got a lyre kind of singing at it. No mesh looks like. The rest of them are primarily human, but a mix of everything. We go in and we say, hello. You bump into the store like, oh God, you scared me there. Sorry about that. We, we got attacked by elk, so we were being extra quiet. Oh yeah, that'll happen here. What else happened right? here? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, we fended it off as best we could. All right, well, what you looking for? You here to buy, here to sell, here to stay? Stay, hopefully, yeah. Well, then first drink's on me, eh? And he gives you a flask. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your own cup if you got one. Uh, I'm sure we have some sort yeah, of you've pack, got, but that's in the pack. So he pull out cups and he pours you a bit of whiskey out of his own flask. Welcome to the zone. <laughs> I love that you're leaning into this stalker thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I look at Lawrence and then look at him, and I'm going to roll an insight to see if he has any reason to poison us or something. Sure, you can roll me an insight. Um, nineteen. You don't think so. Yeah. So I say, thanks, thank you for the drink. Um, I have some jerky probably from Vlua that I'm going to be like, do you want some jerky in return? No, no, don't worry about it. We're, I'm well taken care of. I'm just, uh, you know, good thing to welcome new people in. Yeah, that's very nice of you. <laughs> so, don't know how long you'll be around. Might as well drink with you at least once, eh? Eh. Uh, the name's Gareth. Enrica. And this is my friend, Laurie. First time? Yeah, yeah, kind of nervous. Well, oldest among us is the one who's singing over there. What is are you it? doing here? Well, I'm guarding tonight. Yeah, but, you know, you could... Do you get paid to guard people? Or, like, what's... How do you... Oh, no, just my shift. Works like this. We're all in this together, in a way. Sometimes we work together, sometimes we don't. But... Tough place out here. Might as well keep each other's backs. There's enough out there for all of us to make a little bit of money off it. Oh, that's good. That's always nice. Oh, yeah. A few of these get lucky, find a good cash, a few weapons. Take care of your right proper for a handful of years. Living in a building. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I get that. That sounds great. That sounds pretty. No, no. You find a good cash, most of us get out of here. Huh, Go I... sell it in town, spend it nice. Hopefully never have to come back to this place. I guess you're just waiting for your big loot? It'll come. But, uh, yeah. Gnome guy singing. That Slava. Just, uh... He comes back. 
Crazy fucker. But he comes back. He'll know. So you got some questions about the zone? Ask him. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the drink. Hmm? Um, are you? I guess if you're here in the morning, we'll see you before we go into the zone. Yeah, it should be. Have a good watch. You know, it's, uh, you can head on in. Are people acting weird at all? Like, Garrett seemed pretty chill. As for any sort of wildness to them, you may roll an insight. 25. On a 25, you also don't think so? I mean, except in as much that the sort of people that are drawn to this sort of life are probably weird. And, you know, they're, they're a little boisterous. They're... As you come up, they're telling some crude jokes. They're singing a body song. That's not too weird for guards. Um, some people just are like sleeping straight through it. There's a couple sort of like long blank stares. It is a weird group that is both sort of like, if this is the place you end up trying to make some money, you kind of, you either have to be crazy or out of options, you know? So it's a, it's a mixed bag, but you don't think you see anybody who, exhibiting any of the sort of signs that you saw in those elk i guess we go i go in and sort of sit next to the fire pit just like join in the kumbaya yeah slava will stop his song and hop over to you and new blood how are you doing name is vaisislav uh i guess your friends call you slava my friends call me slava i don't know you yet (laughs) i'm enrica Good to meet you. Now you may call me Slava. <laughs> what brings you to Exclusion Zone? What brings you to Toledo? We're actually from Valua. We're um, researchers. And we're going in to study the zone for a day tomorrow. Huh. That is a first. I'm curious. What do you think you find? Sort of where the source of all of this, whatever is happening is. The epicenter of the the eye of the storm sort of thing. Why don't you give me some sort of charisma? Persuade, uh, perform? No, I don't think so. I'm already, I'm already acting like a researcher. Yeah, but that's a deception. And he's willing to kind of buy that. Yeah, just give... All of them know, are all, just a minus They're all the one. same, so why don't you just give me a straight charisma then. 13. Okay. He's kind of like... Oh... Don't do that. People go there are not safe. And we just we on a, probably on have a... a map of the place, right? Not really. It's a there, city there from 25 a... years ago. There must be some... Yeah, but there are city maps from 25 years ago, but most of that is now in the deep sky, and the rest of it is floating around in chunks. Only parts of the city are still on the mainland anymore. So that's not very... You you have a kind of map of it, but also maps in this world where there are floating islands are not terribly useful and they tend to swirl. And even from here, you can see Toledo in the diff, in the distance, kind of as the sun is setting, that like the islands are still kind of moving and swirling. And, you know, these new islands that are now the ruins of the city that had once been on the mainland. So a map would be pretty useless. Which but he which on the book? on the thirteen. I'm still resolving that. Okay. On the thirteen, he uh, points out to one like that one. Do not go there. 
To one of the floating islands? Yeah, he says, you will die. Okay, I will not go there. Um, have you had any newcomers, any other newcomers recently? People come here often? That's a pretty high roll, and I think for somebody in his position, he would have decent perception. Nobody new in camp, but... And he kind of, like, looks around, quietly tells you, like, I feel like I saw somebody new. And I did not want to tell anybody, because I did not see them here. Maybe they think I start to go mad. But I thought I saw somebody in there. What you... were they doing? With looting as well? Why else would anybody be here? But they were in a small boat, kind of going from place to place. Next to the crazy island? Closer than I would be. He's going to roll an insight on you. And as he's telling you this, you're not just researcher, are you? I have some questions for that man. Hmm. I think that maybe we will have weekend tomorrow. Probably for the best. Hmm. These people trust me. I will tell them I think it is a bad day for psychic weather. (laughs) 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 He kind of laughs himself like, I think I can get away with that. That sounds ridiculous, but less so here. (laughs) Yeah, so I will tell them take a break tomorrow. And I'll be honest, if I find anything, might as well give it to you guys, right? So if any, if you have any information that you think would help me get far in and talk to my friend. He's like, there was a place I was checking yesterday. And he describes one of the smaller islands and getting up through the caves. Says, I found okay stash there, but it is empty now. And I think everybody knows that. Maybe you leave a few things there. Okay. Well, in that case, I wish I had more to tell you. I only saw this man at the corner of my eye. And I do not know what he was up to. And honestly, I worry that I did not see him at all until I talked to you. But if you are looking for him, I saw his boat. I saw him moving around a few islands, I think. And... Last I see, he was on an island near that center. Well, his boat was, he was not. He must have gone inside. Near the center, on one of the center islands. He describes um, an island that used to be one of the lighthouses on the edge of the harbor that is now sort of like at about a 45 degree angle. And, you know, the lighthouse is like spinning around on it. That one, he says that he, the last time he saw, he had parked his little boat there on that island. Be very aware. There are still things living in the ruins. People? I would not call them such anymore. Do they talk? Do they scream? Do they say anything? They will attack. Do they say anything before they attack? (laughs) <laughs> I 
More like so un- so like the undead. <laughs> they would be easier if they were dead. They are not. Thanks, Lava. I think that's if I have any questions I'll come and ask, but that's definitely super, super insightful. Thanks for taking the time. You know, it's like You can go back to Vyacheslav. I feel I do not know the real you yet. Maybe I never will. And maybe that is best for both of us. I'd still like to call you Slava, though. Eh, all right. <laughs> so one of my theories is that, you know, this mad guy came in and his, his reality-warping magic destroyed everything. Another option is that maybe he wasn't a sorcerer, but a caster who was blessed by something evil, like a god who's given him powers to do crazy things. And maybe... That's a direction. If you want to know a bit more, uh, respecting the previous 20 history and also the fact that you could have been helped in this, so you'd probably earn a little bit more and above that, stories of him are generally just as a powerful caster, not specifically like any sort of wild, chaotic magic, just ridiculously powerful magics that he harnessed very expertly. This additional effect of the madness that spread out around him is unexplained. I I look at I go to Lawrence and I'm like I I look and I'm like I need to talk to you. He's probably like talking and having fun and like you know just chatting someone up or something like that. And then I go in and I go like I'm like Lawrence, I need your attention. Yes, you could say that he is chatting some people up very well. Give me an insight. Not 20. <laughs> you want to go run over and talk to him. And, you know, he had about as long as conversation with this person as you did in yours. Uh, they're, these two are sitting kind of particularly close. And they're kind of whispering in each other's ears at this point. You're like, and you kind of get like, oh. <laughs> you might be cock blocking if you interrupt him now. Oh, freaking Lawrence. He sees you coming I'll, uh, no 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 it's okay. okay i i i immediately control z and maybe head to a head to garrett i'll probably go talk to garrett for a little while before i go to sleep okay then yeah, you can have a, a chat because i think uh it's now 10 o'clock i'm gonna call it here for the night what we just started we started at 8 40 you have no episode Thank you very much for coming back. Always a pleasure to have you. Please like, subscribe, review, go to our website, take the survey. You can comment under every episode and tell us which one's your favorite episode. You can also contact us at marionddhevo.com or my Twitter at mariond. My Twitter is at prenuts1491. I sometimes also um, stream cutting vegetables. On Twitch. <laughs> also going by the moniker Prenuts. One. <laughs> so what's up? Always happy to have you. And good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night.
I I have been to the all the pe- like elk petting zoos in Valua. They they're supposed to be really smart and they're supposed to be like really nice. 